0: Tredavious Hodges Tomlinson some hall of fame pedigree in the 49ers mock drafts recently and a ESPN seven round mock another third round running back for the 49ers come on here we go on this episode of Locked On 49ers you are a Locked On 49ers your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going live here. appreciate all the folks that are here already with us live today. Uh, Croc, I got to say. When's the last time you did a mock draft? Cause I remember doing a mock draft last year and I haven't done a full mock draft this year in the first round or just for a, for, for one round. And I have done a seven round, just 49ers mock draft, but Jordan Reed of ESPN. And he's a friend of the program, love Jordan and love his stuff. Didn't love his mock draft for the 49ers here, but I can't imagine putting together a seven round, every team mock draft. Like that's just asinine because I spent so much time on just a one round mock draft. I can't imagine how long, you would spend on a seven-round mock draft. I
1: hey mean, that's why Jordan Reed's getting paid the big bucks over there with uh, ESPN because there's a lot of work that goes into that, a lot of film study, uh, a lot of t- talking to different people. Jordan goes into a lot of stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, g- kudos to him for doing that. I'm, I'm cool on, on a, every team seven-round mock draft.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. We'll get into the seven-round mock draft from Jordan Reed of ESPN and some interesting picks for the 49ers, some players we've talked about uh, on this podcast before, some players we have not. Not huge scouting reports on all of the guys, but um, we do have some insight on some of them. And uh, I want to start with, though, a prospect you have watched, Croc, and you're our cornerback expert, Tredavious Hodges Tomlinson, Trey Hodges Tomlinson, the nephew, I believe, at he's the nephew, right, of Ladanian Tomlinson. And, he do uh, him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love me some Ladanian Tomlinson back in the day, probably one of the more underrated players uh, as far as running backs go in NFL history. Like he might be actually the best one ever. Like he he's, he deserves to be in that conversation. Not often talked about uh, in that conversation because of what he could do top speed, uh, his balance, uh, his, he had a little power, even though he wasn't the biggest guy, he was big enough and he was strong and he was built low to the ground, top speed, And such an amazing receiver of the football as well. Just a complete player. And and he would go berserk on the league this day and age. And um, his nephew, Trey Hodges Tomlinson, uh, has been in a few mock drafts for the 49ers. a player you've watched and a player I wanted to highlight today because I think that that late third-round area might be right for him. And I see him in a lot of mock drafts in that zone. So what do you think about Trey Hodges Tomlinson? Do you think he could potentially be a future 49er?
1: So he had his pro day today. All right, but and, and I have his numbers on there. We'll talk about those numbers, but first let's talk about just kind of what I've seen on film so far from him. And if if you want a feisty, twitched up defensive back at a TCU, kind of a la Jason Verrett, right? And I'm not saying he's gonna be Jason Verrett as a prospect, but just that kind of ability, right? Like just twitched up, change the direction is really good, got the hips, got the feet, then he's that guy. He's scrappy. I like how he plays coverage. Uh, there was one play, and again, when you're identifying guys for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and, and and what they, how they identify some of these players, there has to be a certain level of physicality. And I'm watching the film, and he has two guys run at him, and he just blows up one guy, goes around him, and nice in there and makes a tackle for a loss on the screenplay at the line of scrimmage. Like, those are the things I think that are going to jump off the screen to guys like the 49ers and, and what they're looking for in their defensive backs. Uh he has really good long speed. It doesn't look like he's struggling to keep up with guys vertically down the field. If there's an if there's an issue, all right, it's probably going to be lack of size. All right, so kind of like uh, Ladainian Tomlinson, Travius Hodges Tomlinson is a little vertically challenged. We're talking about a cornerback, and he played all outside for TCU. Only five foot eight, weighed in at 178 pounds. Didn't have a whole bunch of bench press reps, 12 bench press reps. All right. But he tested very well in the 40 yard dash, running 4 4 2, uh, vertical jump 39 inches, broad jump very well. So he has like elite athleticism, but he's just not big. So to me, it kind of takes me back to a guy like DJ Reed, right? Where, where wait, DJ Reed? Yeah, DJ Reed for the uh, 49ers.
0: Yeah, former 49er, current New York Jet, right?
1: New York Jet got paid, right? Where he's not the biggest of guys, but the 49ers drafted him and they're like, oh man, like, well, he's not big. So we're going to put him in the slot. We're going to play him at safety. They're moving him at all these other positions, but the position that he ultimately got paid to play was outside cornerback. Well, he's a good coverage guy. He can run, he can jump. He makes plays on the ball. Does all those things very well. And when you watch uh, Traverius Hodges, he has some of that same type of style where your you're short arms, 29-inch arms, like that is not good. And I think some things like that is why he will slip a little bit, but he's a legit outside cornerback. So uh, if you were telling me you want to play him on the outside or maybe even try him in the slot, I do think that he's a guy that I, I would like to see on the 49ers. Now now the other part of this is you just drafted Samuel Womack, and he's kind of the opposite, in the, or not even the opposite, but ran faster, longer arms. Right, but still kind of, you know, five foot eight, five foot nine. Uh, looks tall. We talked about that. And now it's like, well, you know, if you draft Hodges in the third round, are you gonna automatically put him over a guy like Womack, who you likely want to develop? Or about Lenore, is he gonna go back to the nickel or outside? So that's the interesting part, right? When it comes to like roster building, what do you do with a guy like that when you draft him in the third round? Because ideally you want him to be on the field.
0: And it's the first thing that pops out when you look at Trey Hodges Tomlinson is the size. It's like, Okay, well, he's not big. So now you start talking about pigeonholing. Him. And by the way, Sam Womack wasn't big either, but like 5'9", 190 or whatever he was, Uh, like he would look like Shaquille O'Neal next to 5'8", 178. Like that's that's small. That's going to be probably disqualifying for some teams just to say, hey, this guy's 5'8", 178. And there'll be a GM. It's been around a long time. We'll say he is not on our draft board. We don't draft five. In the eight, arm length. We don't do it. And like 20 lane 20 lane turns, arms
1: we... compared to what Womack had. Womack had really long arms. When long we arms watched Womack, and I don't know if it was because yeah. he had number zero on, but Womack looked tall on the field because of how long his arms were.
0: Yeah, and it helped him play a little bit bigger. And I like the physicality from Trey Hodges Thompson. If anybody's watching on YouTube right now, uh, and you are if you're watching this live. So I'm a taller guy. I'm six 4 I've got long arms. I have not measured what my arms are, but I'm sure they're they're – pretty decent length uh as far as uh, the nfl scouting terms go 29 inches is like right here just past my elbow that's small That's <laughs> short it's not quite that short but 29 inches is about as short like 5'8 178 pounds 29 inch arms about as small of an nfl football players you're going to find
1: now that was the issue as well with uh the kid out of roger McQuery out of auburn he had the really yeah. short arms and he still went top of the second round and but I want to say that they played him more in the nickel than on the outside. So a lot of times that's what happens.
0: So the other thing I, is. I just though, think see, that if
1: you could cover, you could cover, though. Yeah, like so that's the, what I was going to say. Arm Fox, length, so. Yeah.
0: It, is it would we be, and I know teams will, and I know the scouting community is, is going to knock him for his size. And I understand that you're not going to draft him in the first round at that size. If he was 5'10, maybe he would be a first round pick because when you see his athleticism, you see him break on the ball, you see him, uh, you see him tackle, like he can play, and he's a baller, and he's not afraid to mix it up despite his size, right? So is it unfair to say? Because the first thing I saw, because I saw him playing more on the outside, I think, like, oh, like he looks like a like that cover two corner, right? Who who just really good at coming up against the run, stays on the outside, but he's got long speed too to run with guys. You know, he's not like Rondé Barber where he's not that fast either to play that that classic cover two corner. Or you're saying, okay, well, he's 5'8", so he has to play in the slot. Is it unfair to pigeonhole him in some role like that just because of his size?
1: Asante Samuel Jr., he was yeah. a guy, and I'm looking at his arm length, 29.50. So similar arm length there, people were clamoring to have him be drafted in the second round. And he came out and did well for San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers as a rookie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because I, I love everything I've seen about Trey Hodges thompson on tape. Uh, he, he. I mean, the, his his closing ability is like instant. He's not afraid to mix it up against the run. I, is he going to come back to haunt him? Is he going to be like, okay, you've got the technique, you're there, and but you're five eight with short arms, and so a bigger receiver is going to catch the ball over you, you know, and and so that's what teams are going to have to answer. Interesting late third. Here's one more question I have for you, Croc. Uh, and maybe we'll get to this here on the other side in a second, uh, but 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 I will tease this question to you, Croc, about the 49ers. Do you think the 49ers would, based on their history of drafting, would go for a player that doesn't meet their criteria size-wise? So think on that a little bit, because of what we've seen from the 49ers through round three, traditionally, through round three I'm talking about, not into day three, they've really tried to hit height, weight, speed in those rounds. I want to talk to you about that next. Plus, Jordan Reed of ESPN's seven-round 49ers mock draft and another running back in round three. Could it be next? Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Built Bar. It's Built March Madness time. The bracket is here. Just uh, one more day here to, to vote for your favorite bar or puff. So make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'll be voting for that peanut butter flavor, Uh, peanut butter brownie specifically. I mean, it's just a a travesty that the the old school just peanut butter flavor didn't make it into the bracket. But you can bet for your favorite bar or puff, Crocs is going to be Team Puff all the way. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, one lucky locked-on listener will get a 12-month subscription to built bars and have your favorite built bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door you got to try built built is the best protein bar ever period they're amazing most built bars covered in 100 real chocolate i don't know how they make them taste so good i don't know how they put these amazing flavors together some really awesome seasonal flavors and some of the classics as well so make your vote count run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and Pick up a box while you're there, and you can vote every day in March. So hop on in. Not much time left to support your pick. All right, crock So gave you a minute to think about it there. Just looking back at the 49ers drafts, and look, to be honest with you, aside from Fred Warner, they've been great in the third-round area anyway, especially with these late third-rounders. But they've tried to hit height, weight, speed, guys. And so I don't know 5'8", 178 is something the 49ers would do. And I don't know on the other side of things for a bigger prospect. You look at Jordan Reed's mock draft player we've already talked about here on the podcast and Jalen Jones, Texas A&M cornerback who meets the size requirements. But four five seven, he's not the, the fastest guy. I don't know if he would be someone the 49ers would be interested in because late third, we've seen the 49ers make multiple picks now in that area and they've kind of swung for the fences on athletes. Hasn't really worked out great, but... I think their MO is in round, in, in day two, they're trying to hit, they're, they're trying to hit prototypes with a with a size, with a height, weight, speed metrics.
1: Yeah, I think even like Debo Samuel, right? What wasn't his, I think his three cone and stuff was like good. It wasn't like great, but I think that's what they identified with that. Let's see. Dante Pettis, very similar as well. Crazy like, three like cone, good change right? Of direction. He's, yeah yeah and he was tall he wasn't, before, he wasn't he so. wasn't the
0: biggest guy but he had you know he was six one so he wasn't small necessarily even though he was kind of skinny um you look at right, so, trevarius yeah. uh, ward right that was all projection height weight speed um ambery thomas similarly you know six feet he ran really good times um
1: ran in the four threes
0: yeah ty davis price obviously size wise and ran well same with uh with, um the, the running back the year before they're 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 looking for size there um especially the size now they think about it length and size Aaron banks Fred Warner clearly is, is the big hit they made in the third round um they, they've really they've really aimed for that so I wonder if someone like Trey Hodges Tomlinson would be disqualified from the 49ers because that's that's their mo I don't know
1: Ah, man, and, and teams are like that. Like if they they have like these hard no's on certain guys, and it might be arm length or it might be height for them. But gosh, you just pass over just good football players that way. And now it might just they might like the football player, but hey, we'll just take them later. Maybe like DJ Reed. Maybe DJ Reed was a guy who they identified as someone that they would like to draft, but it's just like hey, we're not going to use a day two pick on you. So then he's Keller Witherspoon. His-
0: keller Witherspoon was the one I was I was thinking of.
1: That's yeah,
0: tons of length and speed there.
1: Right, he, he ran a four, four, five with like a bad arm or something like that. So, so but, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, like,
0: was, I like Hodges Thompson, but you're you're cool. You, you you stamp him with that late third round pick ninety nine approval.
1: I, I like him. I would take I would take him there because I mean at that point, especially late third. I mean we're essentially talking about a fourth round pick.
0: Right. Yeah. We're, yeah. You're 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 talking about right around pick one hundred. You're you're not getting even. Uh, what you would consider a third round player at that point in the draft. So uh, get get yourself some good football players. Maybe that's where the 49ers need to learn from themselves from their success on day three, where guys like um, Brock Purdy and uh, Dre Greenlaw, he didn't meet a size standard for them, right? But he was a really good fifth round pick. Talno Hufanga didn't meet the speed standard, but he's a really good player and a really good pick. So, maybe they need to get away with that and stop trying, you know, a, a near pick 100 to hit on everything height, weight, speed. Maybe they need to get rid of that and stop worrying about that and just pick the best football players. Right. Start picking like they're that's picking what, that's, in, round five in round three.
1: Right. That's what I would suggest to them. Just take good football players. again, anyway, we're talking about Tra- Traverius, Hodges, uh, Tomlinson a lot. And again, I continue to kind of look at Asante Samuel Jr., a lot of 49 fans wanted Asante Samuel Jr., a lot. Right in the second round as well, like they wanted him over Aaron Banks. And five nine ran in a four fives, twenty nine inch arm length. So it's like you know, if you're just kind of matching player for player, I would say Hodges Thomlinson probably might have like some of the, the edge in some of those things. So if you liked Asante Samuel, then you should love Hodges Thomlinson.
0: And there's gonna be there's gonna be scouts that love him, love the way he plays, and I just and you could tell Croc and I don't know anything about. Trey Hodges, Tomlinson. I don't know how his personality or anything, but you know, knowing LT and then uh, seeing the way he plays, I, I would have to think that folks around the TCU program probably like uh, Hodges, Tomlinson quite a bit. Like he seems like one of those guys be like, "Hey, don't worry about the size. This guy's a baller." I, I bet that right. you, there's a lot of those reports coming out of there. That's just just judging by the way he plays. I don't know him at all.
1: Right, and, and um, to be honest, and obviously, I was like a bigger corner. I envied the guys that were 5'8, 5'9. They just moved so much naturally better. And, like, unless you're talking about like a special big guy, right? Like a Jalen Ramsey or something like that. But most, like, just bigger corners don't move as well as the 5'8 guys. Like, I envied that about them the change of direction, the quick twitch, like the feet, the suddenness. So, like, these scouts and stuff that maybe never even played ball or played the cornerback position, they don't understand, like, dude, you're. You're passing over. So I wish I was like, these guys are moved move like them. And they're like, ah, no, nah, arms aren't long enough. Like, hey, can they cover? So all that matters.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter if like, you're we, arms. We
1: see, we see the 6'2", <laughs> 6'3", six, six, guys get dunked on all the time.
0: Right. and like, Somebody posted like, a cool. picture
1: of me uh, getting dunked on on, on Twitter uh, from a receiver. I was listed at 6'2". Like, I know, saw like, that. It's
0: the, only, it's the only photo they could find of you from Jets camp is getting dunked on by – uh, who was it KJ Osborne? Is that who it was? K-
1: KJ uh KJ Stroud. KJ, KJ Stroud.
0: Stroud. Yeah. yeah there's one.
1: like bro, there's, there's way more pictures. Come on man. They got a, they got to do me a little bit. I'm like, "Come on, that's the picture out of all the pictures. That one." But um uh, yeah, like we, we see the big guys get jumped over all the time. So well, yeah, the day, "Can see. you play corner?" So when I was with the Jets, one of the best coverage guys, right, was uh isaiah Trufant, five foot I kid you not maybe five six maybe he listed at like five eight but I think if I think like legit NFL which he bounced around different leagues so he probably not never got like his official measurement somewhere like he probably didn't do like a combine or anything but mm. if they if they got his official measurement five six 155 pounds I kid you not what? smallest Db I've ever seen the dude was scrappy and he would go up against Stephen Hill, who's 6'4 and lock Stephen Hill up. Like, so it's like, is if, if Stephen Hill 6'4? And 5'6, oh, 6'4? Six, six, right. So, so like, again, to me, is, I mean, can you cover? Because some people just got that dog in them. True, if I had that dog in them.
0: Oh, Stephen Hill. I remember Stephen Hill. He's one of my uh, draft crushes way back in the day. 6'4, four, ran four threes out of Georgia Tech. It's like, oh, this guy's like a uh, budget. Uh, He's like budget Calvin Johnson out of Georgia Tech. But no, he wasn't a he wasn't a baller.
1: Yeah, nah, not at all.
0: And so like 29-inch arms. It's like, okay, not ideal, right? But if you're 6'2" and you got 33-inch arms, but you're more than 4 inches away from the receiver, what does it matter, you know? We're talking math. I
1: wonder here. if there's like some there's some analytical like numbers out there. That say this happens to guys that have this arm length more than this guy. Because for me, as someone that just watches football, I see it happen just as much to the long arm guys as it does to the short guys. I see zero difference. Now, there might be a play where you could be like, man, it helped to have that extra two inches of arm length, maybe. But for the most part, on a consistent basis, I don't know how much it helps you to have a little bit longer arms.
0: It's really hard. There's so many GMs, and I, I hear GMs talk about it all the time, former GMs talk about it, current GMs talking about it, and they, they just they, they don't even put guys on their draft board. They're like, you don't meet the requirements that we're looking for. Sorry, maybe another team will draft you, but we will not draft 5'8", 178 with 29 inch arms. We will not. There has
1: to it. be something analytically about it. And I did see uh, I see Thomas Brown, he says, was uh, Isaiah Trufont related to Marcus Trufant. Yeah, they're brothers. There are three of them in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, Isaiah, scrappy guy, he was playing in the, in the UFL, uh, was like defensive player of the year in the UFL, just tiny guy, played in the Arena Football League, really worked his way up. But, again, I, I've, just, I've just seen enough shorter-armed, short DBs to realize they just play well. There might be a guy, like if you're talking about getting boxed out by uh, the, the, the tight end from the Raiders, Darren Waller, right, then okay, yeah you're going to be at a disadvantage on a yeah. jump. But for the most part, and we're talking about on a play-to-play basis, it doesn't hinder you as much as I think people think being shorter with shorter arms.
0: Well, look, there's another uh, dimin- diminutive prospect here that we're going to talk about when it comes to the latest ESPN seven-round mock draft for the San Francisco 49ers next. We're not going to get super in-depth with all of the prospects here, but uh, a third-round running back. An interesting player, but could the 49ers go back to the well and draft another running back uh, with one of their top picks there in the third round in the 2023 NFL draft? And uh, a few more thoughts on the latest from Jordan Reed of ESPN next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then wager on everything. Money line, point spreads, which team will cut down the nets. Got NBA basketball getting close to the playoffs. NHL hockey getting close to the playoffs. Major League Baseball opening day today, Thursday. I've got my Buster Hug shirt on right now. Don't love the San Francisco 40, uh, the San Francisco Giants lineup, though, uh, on opening day. It might be a rough year for San Francisco baseball fans. But all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet for or against any team you want. And, of course, draft props, my favorite thing to bet on all year long. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join your FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Crock. We talked already about the guy that uh was mocked to the 49ers first here in this latest ESPN seven round mock draft. courtesy of Jordan Reed. Love Jordan Reed's stuff, doing fantastic work there at ESPN. Um Jalen Jones, cornerback out of Texas AM, six two, two hundred pounds, long corner, ran four five seven. I I saw a day three safety when we when when I looked at his tape and um i just i think this is a little too high for him i like the player but again i'm not sure if the 49ers need the 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 speed and size aspect i, I don't know if trey hodges Tomlinson, or jalen jones is a fit for the 49ers here but maybe uh they're gonna they're gonna start to rethink the way they do things at the end of the third round but jalen jones to me day three guy i like him at safety but there, there's definitely a lot to like there about jalen jones
1: it's funny because you, you talked about the speed, right? And without me knowing what his 40-yard dash was, one of the first things I say is, long speed, question mark. Mm-hmm. So I think we got our answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's hard to, to draft a corner day two if you're worried about his speed. Uh, I think is the easiest way to break down that prospect. And you go back to uh, last week's uh, episode where we talked a little bit more about Jalen Jones to get more of the scouting report there. We have talked a little bit about Nick Saldaveri, Offensive tackle from Old Dominion, a prospect I really like. I think it's a perfect fit, and I think this is the perfect area for Nick Saldoveri to go in here late in the third round. And there's some different offensive tackles that have been thrown around for the 49ers in this range. And uh, tell me if this has happened to you, Croc. So when we look at these mock drafts and start looking at players, when I see a player that I really like, my thought is, man, this guy's way too good. No way he falls to pick 99. Right. And I kind of feel like that about Blake Freeland just because of um, his size, his athleticism. I liked his tape. Uh, He's a he's a common pick for the 49ers. I think it's much more likely just because of the small school. Nature of Nick Saldaveria is a prospect six foot six, 318 pounds. I think it's more likely that he's here in this area. So Nick Saldaveri is probably one of my favorite prospects for the 49ers, because I think it's likely that he could be going in this area. And I think he's worth a pick here around 100. 101 is the mock pick for Nick Saldaveria out of old dominion. Um, and you know, he's got athleticism, he's got position versatility. He could stick at offensive tackle in the NFL. He played even some center at the senior bowl, played really well at the senior bowl, still still looked more like an offensive tackle playing center to my eye. I, I'm not a trained offensive lineman at all. Um, I've looked at a lot of offensive linemen over the years as it, as it pertains to the NFL draft. So I kind of know what I'm looking at, but it's not my specialty. But, um, so I think it might take some work, but could be definitely a swing player and, and, and a guy that could start potentially in the NFL at multiple positions because I think he does have the uh, the requisite skills to be a starting player, whether it's at center or even potentially at, at right tackle. So I love this pick for the 49ers. But back to my point a second ago, Croc, does this happen to you where? You either look at like almost every prospect I look at in this late third round range. It's like the Niners have made this so difficult for us when you're when you have to cut out a 100 prospects. And I see a prospect I really like. And that makes me think, oh, no way this guy falls to pick 99. And then I'll see another player. And I think, well, this guy's garbage this is way too high for him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, I, I've seen so many of those. There's very few players. I think Nick very really fits one of those players where I think, okay, this actually kind of fits where this is the right range for him and a player I also like.
1: I think that kind of reminds me of like Abraham Lucas. He was a guy when I was watching, I'm like, Man, this feels more like an early day two guy. And then he ended up getting drafted like at the top of the third round. So I think some of these guys kind of slide a little bit. And 49ers, they got like 11 picks in this draft. They will not be selecting 11 players. So what are you going to do, man? We're going to move around a little bit, move some of these picks. Well, I think we said that they're like 100% on trading up at some point, and then last year they broke all the rules. I think they picked at their original slots with, with every pick yeah, last year. Yeah, right?
0: they always trade. Last year they didn't. It seemed the most likely time to trade when you have all these picks. This year feels exactly the same. And John Lynch says, I don't know if we want to have a, a higher pick. I'm like, that sounds kind of like what an insane person would say. You don't want to pick higher and have an opportunity to drop another player ahead of pick 99, but I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see what the 49ers do. But I feel the same I did last year going into it. Seems like a prime spot for the 49ers to move up in round three to make sure they secure their favorite player that could be sliding in round three.
1: If you, and this is for you, gun to your head, what position would you take if you had to trade up for a guy? Because uh, A be- lot of people would say 49ers should trade uh, or they should they should they should pick this position first. And I'm always like, man, just take best player available. Like, dude, don't, don't well, focus be, so much right. on the position.
0: The thing is, so, uh, yeah, it, it would be offensive tackle most likely. And I think offensive tackle is really good in this class. I think it's a deep corner class. I think they're, the, those are the most likely positions the 49ers attack just because I think need and value could come together for the 49ers at corner uh, or safety or. Offensive line is specifically potentially someone that could play offensive tackle, and and it's a, a lot of good interior offensive linemen as well in that late as well in that late third round range. I think it's just the most likely to happen. But if there's a player at another position that you have a top fifty grade on and he starts to slip and he's there at pick eighty five, you know, pick eighty nine, you're like, oh, dude, this guy's just the best player on our board by a lot, like in another tier. Then go get that player, even if he's not at that one specific
1: position. Right, and I, I agree with that sentiment.
0: Yeah, and, and who knows who that player would even be potentially in this class. And um, and it's hard enough to predict what the 49ers draft board might look yeah. like if they were picking the first round, let alone to pick 99.
1: Here's the tough thing, right? Because I see a lot of uh, take, you know, edge or offensive tackle. And my issue with that is typically like good edges and offensive tackles don't go late like this. Just very right. Good.
0: That's the thing. That's why I think because Blake Freeland gets mocked to the 49ers a lot. And I think a lot of 49ers fans have, have seen it. And a lot of, you know, content creators and, and folks and and scouts have, and uh, draft Knicks have talked about Blake Freeland and gotten 49ers fans sort of excited about him. It's like, I don't think there's any way he falls to pick 99. I think it's more like, I think it's probably, to be honest with you, I think it's more likely he goes at the end of round one than he falls to pick 99.
1: Yeah. I think Max Crosby coming out of what, Eastern Michigan. He's like, you know, in the, in the fourth round. So, oh man, like you got one of the best edge rushers in the league, but like that's very rare. But
0: it, you, you need play. a reason for that, and that it's the small school thing. And that's why Nick Saldaveri, I think fits because Old Dominion. You just there's an extra layer. It's like so it, when you're talking about an edge or a corner or um, you know a wide receiver, a offensive tackle, those those sort of you know prime positions. If you're going to if there's a player there in the late third round, it's because either they don't meet the the, the size requirements for the NFL or, or they're, they're, you know, they're not prototype there. They're not prototype athlete there or they went to a small school. So you're going to it's going to be one of those things. And so that's why Saldaveri, I think, is more likely if he played it uh, at Texas A&M. He probably would go much higher with with everything he's put together, his whole resume, but old dominion, maybe you just don't trust the tape as much because there's a bigger jump. And so there's going to be some reason a player's there late third at one of those positions. And it's one of those things. Usually.
1: I think with receiver and corner, I think you can find guys like in that round because a lot of times, you know, depending on the scheme that they came from, it could have like hit some of the things that they can do. And another coach might identify a strength of his and how they would utilize that. So I think that's why you see mid-round guys at receiver and corner do very well. But when you're an offensive tackle or an edge rusher, it's like you're either good or you're not. Or you either have the length and stuff or you don't. And those things really hurt those guys at the NFL level. So that's why I mean, second round pick, you'll you'll see some edges. But if you just rattle off the top edge rushers in the NFL, they're I mean, they are all drafted high. You can't for receivers it's like oh, um, Devontae Adams, second round pick. Tyreek Hill, what was he fourth fifth round pick? He has some off the field things going on. But uh, Stephon Diggs, what fifth round pick out of Maryland? Like receivers and corners, you can you can find some of these guys later i remember really hard at some of these other
0: positions i remember Stephon diggs i remember that draft class and i didn't i didn't watch Stephon diggs because i did a lot of work on that draft class especially at wide receivers and i didn't watch Stephon diggs because he was hurt so he kind of snuck through because he was hurt throughout the whole process And, and i think that so there's always like some reason with a lot of these positions wide receiver there's just so many receivers and you can you know there's different sizes and shapes and there's a lot more reasons there but Particularly offensive tackle, edge; those are really hard to find late third. that don't have some kind of a, a reason that they're available. Usually, it's size, speed, or they're a small school guy.
1: Uh, How we about didn't, we didn't really touch a whole lot on the running back position, but I mean that's a hard note, right? And we, we listen. We went to. Did you watch uh, uh, Game of Thrones? Oh yeah, yeah. So, remember, they they got uh, my guy, Jon Snow, and he's out in the middle of the battlefield, right? And everybody's rushing at him. And I felt like that was us after the Ty Davis-Price pick. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, nah, like he's this, he's that. And it's like, dude, he can be good. Don't take a back there. Just don't do it.
0: And, like, if you're going to take a it back and be like, oh, this really special player fell here. There's no way you could pass on him. It's like, Ty Davis-Price? I mean, he's fine. Like, I don't want to badmouth Ty Davis-Price. And apologies to TDP or the – the Davis Price family that might be listening to the podcast, like nothing against him, nothing as a prospect. We watched them. We're like, what, dude? Why, first of all, why are you drafting a third round running back? And like, th- this guy is like, he's fine,
1: but you had to make that
0: pick with everything right, else. So we're did. all the way
1: out on this, right? Regardless of who they say that. Well, this is a deeper running back class. This I is thought, a very deep running back
0: class. See, when you said Game of Thrones, what I thought you were going to say is you were going to compare Devon A. Chain to Tyrion Lannister because of his size. Oh, as a prospect yeah. out of Texas and M. And that's who Jordan Reed of ESPN mocks to the 49ers late third round here. Pick 102. Devon A-Chain, 5'8.5, 188 pounds. Again, 29-inch arms. He's basically the same exact size, 10 year, 10 pounds heavier than Trey Hodges Tomlinson at running back. Very small hands, 8.5 inch hand size. But Crock, what does he have? He got four, three, two speed uh mm-hmm. at the combine. He is fast. The speed shows up on tape, but man, I, I just can't get behind a running back in round three. And looking at at, at Devon A chain, he's fast, but I, I just think he's kind of like a return man in the NFL. Like it, w- there, there's there's no there's no run through arm tackles for him. He he gets hit and that's the end of his run. And he's fast. Uh he, he's not a great receiver, but he can give you something out of the backfield, you know, as in a change of pace role. But man, I—I I mean, you're gonna draft a guy who might be mostly just a third, or mostly just a return kick return guy, and and maybe a change of pace. He's got speed for sure, but I'm all the way out on this pick.
1: I think that's a the the coach drafted a little running back. Who who was that back that they drafted? But he was kind of like that Hines Hines, right?
0: No, Hines, yeah, yeah. Well, he's Naim even Hines. he's a lot bigger than H8, I think. But he's busy, not big, yeah. but but even then, he's still bigger. That's what's like 5'8", 188 is pretty small. Again, the, and, and A-Chain's going to fall. He's got 4'3 speed, but he's going to fall in the draft because teams are going to be like, no, we don't draft running backs who are 188 pounds that are 5'8". We just don't do it.
1: Yeah. And what the 49ers supposed to be the team that, like, don't draft running backs like that, then all of a sudden they just go on a run of – and I know they, they swung for Joe Williams, but after that, it's like, oh, they didn't really draft running backs. Then last two drafts, third-round picks who you just get zero protection out of.
0: And by the way, they've already spent one of their third round picks, their original third round pick this year on Christian McCaffrey. So it is the right. third straight now You year got protection
1: out of him. A
0: <laughs> third round pick on uh on on a running back technically. So yeah, definitely definitely a no on that one. Um into the chat real quick, Vietta says, "What what is Peacock Pro typical size for?" Uh I I'm I'm 6'4, 225 right now. Uh basically I'm converting from wide receiver to tight end. Is, is what's happening with my body. So that's what my, uh, and, and I'm getting much slower and older and bad knees. So
1: I just got all my measurements today. So I am 6'1", 197 pounds, 11% body fat. Not not too shabby.
0: Croc's doing a lot better than I am. I'm, my, my pro comparison right now is uh, Jordan Matthews. Bad knee converting from wide receiver <laughs> to tight end. That, that's my comparison. Croc's pro comparison is Eric Crocker.
1: Yeah, that's nice. yep. That is rummy. All right. So I was six one one ninety seven in that range playing, but my body fat percentage at eleven point four right now. While I was playing, it was like seven, at the same weight. So that looks drastically different.
0: RDC says, I need to know who the 49ers picked in the third round of the mock draft only for them to go late first. So it's moot anyway. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, you get really excited about a player and you're like, oh, yeah, guess what? The league is actually a lot more excited about this player, too. And he goes 50 spots higher. And and so that's why it's so hard to scout for pick 99 and beyond for the 49ers right now. So you got to kind of look for some diamonds in the rough and who some of these players might be. And I've seen a lot of names here in the chat and, and Croc and I are going to look at a lot more of these names real quick. I'm going to run through uh, some of the names here in this seven round mock from ESPN. And in the fifth round, they went with Cal safety Daniel Scott, who is absolutely on Croc and I's list to watch. And we haven't done enough work on him. So he's going to be a prospect. We're going to watch a lot of soon. Uh, DJ Johnson and Edge out of Oregon in the fifth. Payne Durham, tight end out of Purdue. Uh, so many good tight ends in this class. We're gonna we're probably have to do multiple just tight end alone episodes because there's so many of those. And 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 probably Crocker have to come up with the tight end uh big board at some point before the draft here. Uh, some interesting picks here in the seventh round from this mock draft. Andre, uh. Sovas. Yeah, yeah, Sovas. He was at the senior bowl, I believe, out of Princeton. Put on a show at the Combine. Like he's like 6'3, 205 pounds, ran four, four flat, I think it was. I don't have his numbers up in front of me right now, but uh, a specimen out of Princeton, late round pick. I like that take a flower on a guy who's got height, weight, speed, and then uh a little uh Elijah Higgins in the seventh round. Out of Stanford, wide receiver that I think would be a, a tight end conversion type of a player is uh, is an interesting one. And I, you know, late round seven, I like him too. So, um, you know, some interesting
1: names well, by here. The way, yeah. Uh, I just worked out with a Cal basketball player um, who the 49ers invited to their, you know, they do their own little pro day thing or combine. The thing local thing. pro day? Yeah. Yeah. So he was a Cal basketball player, never played football, but. He's gonna be working out for the 49ers as a tight end.
0: It's his name Antonio Gates Jr.
1: Uh Tony Gonzalez Jr. <laughs> okay. Got the got the, the cow background going <laughs> Yeah, yeah, on.
0: you gotta go cal with that one. That's right. Yeah. I like it, man. I like it. What's his name?
1: Uh no, you know what? That's a great question. I got his name, but I only met him that one time. So you yeah, know, it was like uh, and we working out side by side, we push each other, big kid, soft hands, all that so.
0: There we go. All right, I like it. Yeah, bring the bring the bring the young man to camp. I like those basketball players playing tight end. The Niners are in the tight end market for sure. So uh, I see all the names in the chat. We're gonna get to a lot more prospects. Break them all down. Uh, a lot more tight end prospects as well, because I feel like that's the most common position group I'm seeing now. Everyone's got a different favorite too. And um, oh yeah. Isaiah McGuire. He's the, uh, is he the edge from Ohio State. That's another one I'm interested to get into. I've watched a little bit of him recently. Um, our guy, uh, Jordan Elliott, turned me on to him, and he was in a mock draft. I saw recently a three-round mock, so uh, I'm going to watch some of him. I, I think he might be a really good fit for the 49ers. If he's there, late third. That's a it's a big question when it comes to all of these. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody, for so jumping so in the, the live chat. I'm... You got it?
1: I found the kid. Okay. So uh, uh, Andre Andre Kelly. Forward from Stockton. Went to Lincoln High School. Listed at 6'9
0: 255. I'm in. And in, in in basketball terms, 6'9, 255 means you're 6'6 6, 6 and a half, right?
1: I think he's closer to 6'6 6, 6 and a half than he is to 6'9. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: But that's perfect. Could that's, easily that's, be
1: 6'7. Could easily be 6'7. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 6'7, 250. Boom. There you go. I mean, the, the ideal. I love it. So Andre Kelly, local pro day. Love it. Love the scoop from Um, I'll be watching. I'll be watching some of him. I'm just going to watch some basketball highlights and, and watch those soft hands and do some scouting there. All right. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in the live chat. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us on your way to work Friday or over the weekend. Have a great weekend. Croc and I back Monday right here. Locked on 49ers.